In a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast. This is the grand finale of 2023, yeah. our final episode until we return in January. We are coming back for a look ahead at the huge year ahead of us in TV and film. My name is Brad. This is Connor Effing T. Hello, in a very toasty room. Yes, we are now not yeah. dying off cold in this conservatory slash we decided outhouse. No, summer house. Summer house. Yeah, Americans yeah. maybe call it a summer house for a conservatory. We've got a lovely heater to my right, which is now off because he's fucking toasted the room too much <laughs> and I'm sweating. Anyway, if you're a fan of the podcast, then please do us a little review on your podcast app. It really, really does help. Shout out to Rich White from Devon in UK. It's a yeah, real place. It is. <laughs> it's lovely a real place. place. Lovely place. <laughs> uh, he's left us a five-star review. What an absolute legend. Really, really complimentary to stuff he said. Um, so I really appreciate Rich. You get a tweet tomorrow. Yeah. Well, today, if you're listening. Thank you. Uh, and if you want to join the Weekly Cut conversation, then just follow us over on Twitter, at Weekly Cut. And rumours are swirling. There could be... A TikTok in the new year. There's rumours. I'm not saying what's what, but there's rumours, right? We might be dancing, we might not. <laughs> me, Who knows? Me and you in the sometimes warm, sometimes cold conservatory. <laughs> right. Today's episode, again, turns out to be a bit of a stacked one, even though it's the end of the year. So we've got DC had yet another bombshell news week. Uh, we will get into it. It's bad news for Henry Cavill fans. God of War live action series is officially ordered at Prime Video. We're going to be doing some fan casting there and what it's about. Trailers dropped for Oppenheimer, Barbie, Scream, and Adam Driver's new sci-fi movie, and they gave away the twist. Yep. <laughs> um, fantastic for casting rumors, some really big ones this week. And we also have potentially the biggest year, biggest year, biggest film of the year in Avatar The Way of Water. Will it dethrone Top Gun Maverick, yeah. the highest grossing movie? I think it's going to do that. Yes, yeah. I think so. But we'll see. We're going to do a review on to that and break down the story and get into it. Uh, but now it's time for news, news, news. Okay, let's start off nice and light. We're all casual and calm. Yep. Fan casting. We like that here. It's, yeah. it's a, well, it's a little bit of fan cast, but big rumors dropped for Fantastic Four. And it's getting to the point now where it's coming. Yeah. Like that that's gonna drop that bombshell news soon where they go, right, this is it. This is the Fantastic Four cast for the next probably like ten years in Marvel. They're the next saviors of the MCU, hopefully. Waiting long enough for it. We have waited Come long on. enough, lost director, etc. Uh, and then got one. So uh it's been said that Austin Butler and his agents are pushing and campaigning for him to be Johnny Storm. Yeah. AKA the human torch. Now, first of all, just straight off the bat, do you like Austin Butler? I loved him in Elvis. I thought <laughs> you, he's enjoyed him in El- you enjoyed him in Elvis. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, uh, he's also coming up in June part two for people that um, that didn't know. Uh, but yeah, he is really, really cool and yeah. just a brilliant young actor. Probably one of the most in demand young actors at the minute. Um, but do you think he can do the cocky, arrogant Johnny? Uh, I think he probably could do it. I'll, I'll trust him to do it. Is he the right casting? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I th- of course he can do I mean, he's going to have tougher times in his career as an actor than doing a cocky, arrogant comic book hero. So I understand, I'm not trying to say it's impossible. It's, it's probably, it's actually quite easy. Yeah. But I just think something's telling me no. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't tell you what, because 
Do I like Austin? Great lad. Yeah, good Great boy. lad. Brilliant actor. He's young. He's good looking, just like Johnny Storm should be. Um, and yeah, I just, I can't really know. My brain won't tell me why I'm doubting it. I think it's a big role. It is big. And yeah. I think if he ruins himself through this role, because it's got to be tough and everyone's going to be judging it. Yeah, I'll scrutinise, especially MCU at the minute, yeah. scrutinising it. And if he's no good... He's done. Yeah, <laughs> he's done forever in life. Done. I sound really funny. I don't Do know you? Yeah. Ooh, I can't hear myself. Hopefully, I sound all right. Ooh. Well, let's see. <laughs> you can hear right now, somebody. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Let's see. But yeah, I think he's got to be careful, right? Because it's a big role. I think that's fair enough. Okay, let's moving on now. Um, there was also rumours in the week that Diego Luna, whom people will know from Andor and the Rogue One film, Star Wars, uh, is going to be a front-runner for Reed Richards. Mm. And then, to top it off, Isaac Gonzalez is top choice for Sue Storm. That's fine, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take so, Sue Storm. A lat- both Latina. Um, yeah. I don't really have an issue with that one. I don't care. I don't know, I don't... I've, I'm with you. I, don't, I do care about... We've, we've said it multiple times, the, the big, big, big act, uh, characters like Clark Kent, um, Peter Parker. I, I, when, when you've got Mars Morales, do that. Yeah, like we've we've yeah, had this yeah. conversation many a times. We won't we won't rehash it out. But the big iconic ones mate, don't change the race because that just doesn't really make sense when there's other characters to build of color. Um, but this one, I'm not that fussed about. I don't really care if Reed Richards is black. I don't really care if Reed Richards is Latina or Hispanic. Um, yeah. I don't actually care. No, I, I couldn't care less. Just get a good fucking actor. Yeah, I think he could. do and it. And he is a good actor. Yeah, he could do it. Okay, so you got a sign off there. How are you sounding? Any better? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm hoping it comes out all right. Yeah, fair enough. Let's just see how we go. Okay. Um, so, uh, Alex Gonzalez, we're all, that's that's one you're most appreciative of. Yeah, all for I it. think I'm all for that one, 100%. Right. Now for some really shit news. I don't think you would have heard about this until I maybe sent you over some of the notes that we was going to talk yeah, about. I, sk- I skimmed. What the fuck is this? Right. Anyway, Donald Glover, who I love, by the way will star and exec produce Spider-Man villain spin-off movie called Hypno Hustler for Sony. I had no idea who that is, so i just done a little bit of research. Yeah. And the next paragraph is really, really hard to listen to. Go on, hit me. Okay. Antoine Delsoin uh, developed a guitar which produ- produced sound waves at a level where he could hypnotize people. He, along with his backup band, The Mercy Killers can perform mass hypnosis. Here, see, I'm not speaking. I'm shocked. <laughs> that that sounds stinky. That sounds stinky. That can't be a film. That's, well, I don't know what to say. I'm about. sure, I'm sure, yep. SpongeBob SquarePants done that yep. and hypnotised people with his guitar. So they've pulled him from that. So, so they've plagiarised and copied SpongeBob is what I, you're saying. I can't believe that. That sounds shit. Well, they're building towards this Sinister Six and I don't, because we've got that El Murta film coming with Bad Bunny, yeah. the Mexican star. Um, he was really good in um, Bullet Train, to be fair. But, like, that's about... I think that's like a Mexican wrestler. Like, really obscure Spider-Man villain. Yeah. And I don't know what they're building here. Morbius is a shit show. Always. So this Sinister Six. Craven, hopefully Aaron Taylor-Johnson can do something with that movie. But that could be shit. Hasn't Donald Glover already been in? Good. Spider-Man. Yes, he has. Well done. He was in Homecoming yeah. as... Uh, I can't remember his name now. He was the Prowler. Um, yeah. He played the... the, the character with the name and it's prowler so i do that yeah yeah I don't, I don't i don't get it mate i really don't get it apparently donald glover's interested in this because it comes with no 
expectation of being something and like he just likes the music element of it so do a music video then yeah go and do that do someone else yeah go and do yeah, that anyway true. we'll move on from that shit right Okay, so uh, the live-action God of War series yes. officially greenlit at Prime Video. Uh, I can only assume it's off the back of the renowned success of the latest God of War Ragnarok game. Uh, I think it outsold any other game in history with inside like a week or something stupid like that um, and just raved about it. And I've played it. It's it's probably, it probably is the best game I've played. You finished it? Yeah, completed it. Oh. Absolutely brilliant. Um, anyway, now... Fan casting obviously is a thing that was thrown around all week long. Yeah. So straight away, have you got anyone? That, when I say Kratos, you you've not played the games, but you know Kratos, big bald beard. Yeah, yeah. Any um, any fan cast to mind? Joe, you know what I saw your list. Oh, you did see a little I list. Did yep. see your list, but I agreed with a couple. Um, and one which was a big one for me is Dave Bautista. Yeah. I think yeah. he would be perfect. It's a tricky one, that because I think he would be perfect, but I imagine he's all his chips are in for the Gears of War Netflix series. Yeah, which is what he's always dreamed of playing. He even done a post. I think it's one, I think it's his pinned Instagram. Yeah. He had like done a, a post, sorry, about him being Marcus Phoenix, the main character in Gears of War, and he's campaigned it for like a decade. So I'd be shocked if he'd done this. Yeah, so, I'd rather him do that. But I'd, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly. Yeah. I know what you mean. So. I do think it'd be brilliant. Um, I think Jason Momoa is a really good choice. Yeah, that's a good um, show. I think he would look amazing as... And it's also, I don't think... Again, race doesn't come into it because he's a god yep. that is not really a race. Like, he's, it looks yeah. like he's got white powder. Yeah. Like, his skin is not a white person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, I don't think it... You could be anyone that's big... And so, so yeah, for example, some of the names we got here, I even put down Winston Duke. A lot of fans want him. Okay. I actually think, well, I mean, we, we know him as Mbaku from Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. I uh, I think he could do that. I like that. You like I, that? I've like, a bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of people, again, that wasn't my, I, I didn't come up with that, but I saw it and I thought that sounded great. We've gone through Dave Batista. Uh, another one, I, this was mine that I really like, is Alan Richardson. Um, you'd know his face. Um, mm. you, you know the massive, he's like six foot five, Massive, the new Reacher series. Yes, the, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. huge. Like it's insane how big he is in terms yeah. of muscle and that. He would look great, is it? Um, Christopher Judge is the voice of Kratos. He's a big man as well. He is a big man, but I think he's about fifty-eight. Yeah, he's old. I think he's old. <laughs> but I wouldn't want to do that as well. Yeah, well no, he's, he's proper. What's yeah? He wants to do it, mate. I'll give it to him. Yeah, but, um, obviously it's, it's a tough one though because they're going to do multiple seasons. Imagine by the time they get like a third season underway, he'd be like. Yeah. 66, something like that. So, yeah, it's not going to work. But he does look, in, he still looks in great shape. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it'd be a shame if he didn't get a chance to play in live action, but maybe it's come a little bit too late. Uh, another big one. one on the Go. list that you've got that really made me laugh. Shall I get to it now? I don't know if it's next. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, Paul Lebeck, aka Triple H. That's not, again, that wasn't, that's a big people yeah. want that. And he look, he would look amazing as Kratos. He and really would. He's an actor as well. He's an actor. So he could do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to call acting in Blade uh, Trinity, <laughs> fuck me, Triple H. Uh, and then something I will just mention is The Rock. Now, the Black Adam issues have been going on. I don't think that's getting a sequel. He might need a, you know, a, a bit of a boost in terms of his stock again as an actor. Yeah. He also, in January, I think it was, did tease, and we spoke about, we guessed in our podcast at the time, um, and this uh, God of War was a, a guess. 
he did tease in January that he is working on a video game adaptation that's going to be massive. Please, um, God, no. <laughs> pardon, no pun intended. Yeah. yeah, I don't... I mean, he would look amazing. He would look better than anyone on that list, physique-wise, yeah. as Kratos. But just think maybe, and I'm a massive fan of his, maybe to take a little step back for a yeah, second. leave that one. But, I mean, if he does do it, if he does get that role and that's what he's doing, that's fine. Just don't post about it every day for six months in the run-up. Because yep. I'm getting sick. I don't want to watch Red 1 anymore. And I'm no, sick of it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of it. So just just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Because the game has sold it to us already. We're going to yes. watch it. You don't have to sell it. We know it's a good story. Yeah. Um, the only thing the only thing that's a little bit annoying about... Not annoying. It's just... Uh, it's fair enough. They want to do that. It's, it's going to be based on the 2018 God of War game, which was almost like a re boot sort of thing right. where because basically kratos is an ancient greek god of war and obviously in this you're fighting the norse gods like thor and that and the same what you did in 2018's game where you fight Baldur the brave and, and odin and that um so they're starting from that where he leaves ancient greece but i understand he was like a fucking horrible person in ancient greece so he's yeah. a bit different now he's nice with a son and family so maybe they they don't want to do that but i just think you're missing out such a big important part I don't know, but they're, they're, they're doing it from 2018. But will you watch this? Oh, we'll watch this. Okay. Um, depending on who they're getting into. To say, dep- yeah. Depending on. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, right, I think... I'm just having a look now. I think it's time for DC's Week of Mayhem. Oh, stinky. Yeah, stinky. Um, right, before we get into it, did, did you want to... Pause this at all and try and see if you're good with the mic and stuff. Yeah, it's better. Oh. I think my headphones were just There we go. So you, you was at fault. Yeah. I'll right, gotcha. Connor's, Connor's at fault. Yeah, we'll tweet that one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We're going to ease us in, Connor. We're going to ease us in. We're yeah. going to ask your opinion on some stuff. I'll give it. Yo, you'll give it. Uh, I want to get Connor's reactions to some some things about what he may be thinking of the future of DC. James Gunn's been dropping bombshells as well in, in responses on Twitter, starting with this one. So, it all started with a variety report that James Gunn and Peter Safran were exploring the possibility of bringing Robert Pattinson's Batman into the wider DC universe. I remember your words, but for anyone that didn't listen to the podcast when we spoke about it, I asked Connor, before this report came out, I've got a feeling they'd be looking at that, um, but did you want it? No. No, you didn't. Leave it alone. Correct, you did. Yeah, I said, have that side there, Robert Patterson and Wacken Phoenix Joker, and the DCEU bit, that side, so we can enjoy both. (laughs) We can enjoy the light side and the dark side. Like a comic runs, they do different comics and stories, etc. 100% agree. Well, doesn't matter, because James Gunn come out in James Gunn typical fashion and debunked the report literally straight away, saying this is entirely untrue. So I think... It's safe to say that's not happening. Yeah. I think that's pretty safe. Uh, Right. Then we move on to Mrs. Patty Jenkins. Yes. Uh, She released a uh, statement uh, following all the swirling reports and rumors about Wonder Woman 3 and the state of her career, pretty much. Um, She said, basically, I cannot stay quiet anymore regarding the reports going around about my exit from Wonder Woman 3. Uh, She states that DC is buried in change at the minute and understood that she couldn't do anything to move the character forward right now. She then also stated that her Star Wars film, Rogue Squadron, is still in active development. Um, So, my only question, because we hashed this out last week about the reports and about her walking away, etc. Do you think the reports of her having a hissy fit were correct, or do you believe her statement? No, she fully kicked off. (laughs) 
she fully had a hissy fit and now she's trying to save face because she she seems like she would. I must admit, I do agree with that. I don't know. I mean, I mean look, I, she ain't come round for dinner or anything. So I'm not saying <laughs> me and Patty Jenkins are pals. But if there is a director at the minute that would throw a tantrum and the rumor, the rumors were that she had a go saying you don't know what a character arc is. So she sent a link of a Wikipedia definition of the term character arc. Um, I, I just think maybe, maybe even not exactly that, but I do think, like you say, Con, I think she threw a hissy yeah. fit. At least go dictionary.com yeah. for the thing. Don't go Wikipedia. At least. Yeah, uh, yeah so, uh, yeah, Connor has spoken. Patty Jenkins, if you'd like to comment uh, back at Connor, please uh, email the weekly cut yep. at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, grab your tissues. Um, <clears throat> it's time to get a little bit teary as we discuss the sad, sad news about Henry Cavill. Cavill posted on his Instagram, uh, and I now quote, It's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, prior to James Gunn and Saffron's hire. This news isn't the easiest, but that's life. And then he just sort of, was really nice end to his statement where he basically said, my time is up with the cape as Superman, but remember what he stands for. Um, sort of good things will come uh, again and stuff like that. So yeah. quite a gentleman and humble response. Yeah. Um, I guess before we break it down, uh, because James Gunn then come out with some stuff, uh, what was your initial thoughts? We got that, well, I think it was about Thursday morning in the UK because it yeah. happened late, uh, sort of early hours for us. Yeah. What was your initial thoughts? Because you sent it to me, I think. I've lost all hope. Superman stands for hope and I've lost it. I was about it. to say, what a great little pun yeah. that is. That, it, that is the worst news you could get. Because we haven't seen Henry Cavill oh, no. fully to his full potential. At least give us one more film. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's really sad for him because he really wanted it. Yeah. He's been, he, it's disgusting how he was handled, I really think. Really bad, yeah. yeah. Um, sad for the fans because we didn't get to see yeah. more of him. And I think this is a terrible, terrible move by DC. Uh, I think we're going to get onto it in a little bit because there was, uh, just as I left for, to, uh, to come down, around and do this podcast today, some rumours started swirling about this reboot and it just sounds messy, which we'll get into in a second. But we're just going to focus on Henry Cavill and the new Superman movie (laughs) just for now. Um, So yeah, Cavill is out. I think think he was absolutely treated horribly from um, the the whole issues with, with Zack Snyder going... Um, then getting you know headless cameos in and in Peacemaker silhouette and I just think it's been terrible. Then getting told by Warner Brothers to to say you're back and then you're not back. Um, regardless whether that was The Rock, you know, pulling all the strings or not, Warner Brothers should not have treated Henry Cavill like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just it is just such a shame. Um, but anyway, the the reason we're going to try and help think of it from both sides, we're going to try and be a little bit impartial and unbiased, but we will be giving our honest opinions. That's what we do. Yeah. Um. So. James Gunn then confirmed he had a meeting with Henry Cavill in person to tell him they are focusing uh, their story on the DCU with a younger, earlier-in-life Clark Kent reporting at the Daily Planet. Connor's now started looking at the door. He's not interested. Uh, James Gunn is writing the script himself. Uh, he actually said he's, it's underway. He's already started the script. Okay. Um, so let's focus on that for a second. We're yeah. going to swing back round to Cavill and the future and stuff like that. So... We're getting a reveal in January, that's confirmed, of our first phase of DCU movies. Okay. That's already been presented to Warner Brothers and David Zaslav, and we as the fans will be getting that early next year, January time, this slate. It, 
I can't see how Superman is pretty much all but confirmed. Superman is first. That's their priority because he's already got a script underway and that's all he seems to talk about is Superman. So I think that's going to be the start of his new DCU. It's a Superman movie. So I guess what I'll say now, do you think James Gunn will direct that? I think he will. Yeah. Why do you think? Because if he writes something, I think he he likes to take control of it. The, the, that's the only saving grace that he's writing it. Yes, and he's a very, very good writer. Yes, I think he's in very safe hands. And I think to kick it off as a linchpin, he'll want to take control of that and direct it. And say, this is what we've got. Yeah. Stick with us. We're I completely agree with that. I think there's so much riding on this. Uh, I just watched a breakdown, uh, Heavy Spoilers YouTube channel, absolutely brilliant breakdowns. He done, from the newer rumours that come out today, he done a little breakdown of it. Um, and he's of the opinion of us, it's just sounded a little bit dodgy. We're going to get into it in a second. Mm. But with regards to um, this huge pressure on this first movie of Superman, if it's not a banger, yeah. we're in trouble because yeah, massive, the yeah. fans will fight amongst themselves going, right, we got rid of Cavill, the Snyderverse, da-da-da, all for this bang average Superman movie. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it needs to be a brilliant script, visually brilliant, actor, actor nails, Clark Kent. Has to so many things have to work for this to, for new DCU to work. And yeah. I don't think Warner Brothers have the the bottle to stand firm and and you know let leave it to the long game and let it all come out first. I just think this has got a mess written all over it. I really do. Yeah, it's not if, a good start. If anyone can do it, it's James Gunn. But I think it's it's got off to a bad start, and we'll yeah. get into it. So, um, I guess what I'll say. Another thing I'll say is, do you want an earlier in life Superman? Let's focus on that aspect for a second. Absolutely not. <laughs> not one I'm trying everyone I'm trying to get here we've we've had this I mean you had it with Smallville I know it's like, <laughs> I had, yeah. I had 10 years of it yeah, so yeah. Smallville and you've had uh, Superman and Lois where he's sort of well I mean he is Superman but it's not and I understand it's a family drama yeah but so it's, it's not, not family we're not focusing on him being Superman yeah. so that's another project so we've yeah. got that so now we're going to get a Superman who's young working at the Daily Planet finding his feet as Superman finding out what it means to be Superman and, and that and I just want to see Superman going up against a <laughs> massive villain and just kicking the shit out. I know, I know. Uh, it, it is just so, like Connor said, it's frustrating. I'm a huge uh, Superman fan, but like Connor says, I feel like I'm I'm now 30 next month. Yeah. Right? And I will include Christopher Reeve for a second. Obviously, I wasn't alive when those come out. But the, the first one, I think 1978 Superman, that was a sort of a young Clark Kent. We saw that meeting Lois Lane, etc., then we had Smallville, which I watched for 10 years, where it's all about him, early life, etc. Then getting into the Daily Planet, meeting Lois Lane, seen it again. Yep. Uh, then we had Man of Steel, which is just such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, the best DCU movie for me. Um, and then we he meets Lois Lane. The film actually ends with him starting at the Daily Planet. Yeah. Um, so I just think every time we get close to this God-level Superman fighting like Mongol and, and Brainiac, these big massive villains that he should be fighting, world-building and, and dangerous events. Um, yeah, we just it just snatches away. And now we're going back. We're probably not going to get a Superman movie for 2026, maybe? Yeah, I reckon so. He's got to be about, no, nowhere earlier than that, surely. Right, right. That'll be only three years away. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. so let's say minimum 2026, and that'll be the start of a young Superman again. So we're going to be 40 con before it even starts to, and I, I know things take time, but oh, it's just been so messed, like yeah. messed around. And you had 
perfect Henry Cavill there. It didn't have to be messed around. No. They could just continue. Oh, it's annoying. I guess, I guess, <laughs> no, it's bloody annoying. <laughs> so I guess, I guess what we're saying is, um, and before we move on to sort of the, the reboot talks, I guess a segue onto it. I'm not actually saying, and I don't think you are, Con. Tell me if you, if, uh, you disagree. I don't actually have an issue with the full reboot plan, right? No, I don't. I don't have an issue with that. I do. There's two things I've got an issue, in, which we'll get on to the second point, which is the new rumours that come out today. The first issue is nobody really, as we just as we just covered, wants to see an early in life Superman. I know Henry Cavill is, I think, 39. He doesn't look 39. No. You, you've got a 10 to 15 more years with him. He's, he's fine. When he's 50, he will look great. Yeah. Like, And also, we don't need him to look young, young, because you could just start your new DCU reboot, rebooted world with Superman is Superman. Yeah. This is Henry Cavill. Everyone knows the origin story. Have him working at the Daily Planet as a older reporter, like, I don't know, 30-something or 30 and let him be Superman. That just, could have been the start. Just like Tom Holland and Spider-Man. Exactly that, didn't yeah. We know it is, yeah. we have to see it. Obviously, Tom Holland is a, a a high school student, so that's why you started it then with... Yeah. Um, but you did it with with Batman, um, Robert Pattinson, year two, he was Batman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Robert Pattinson's got to be mid-30s as well. Yeah, I think he's about 32. Got to be. 30, uh, Minimum, like... About 34, maybe? Yeah, yeah so like, yeah. He's not, what's he, like five, six years? I'll Google it in a second. He's, he's not that far off Henry Cavill's yeah. age. And he's about to start a franchise. Anyway, that's the first gripe me and Mr. Connor T have. Mm. The second one is the rumours today is that everyone is out, including Gal Gadot. Everyone is out. And, but, sorry, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker cast members are staying. Because they're his. I think that's disgusting. That is disgusting. That Gal Gadot, we said it last week. Go listen to last week's episode because we were touching on this and thinking, and we said, it's not happening. Don't say it's happening. Now we found out it is. Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman yes. embodied. She is just Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nobody else, I think personally, nobody else can fill those shoes. I think I agree with it's you. It's her or nobody for me. As we said, like we, we we don't even think, no offense, Gal Gadot, we don't even think you're that good of an actor. Like, no. You're not, not a great actress. I'm sorry, you're not. And neither is Keanu Reeves. And neither is Keanu know. Reeves, yeah. but we love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, but what we're saying is that she is perfect for Wonder Woman and it's not her fault Wonder Woman 84 was fucking shit. Yeah. It's because... She, Zack Snyder didn't write that one and, and Patty Jenkins did with that Jeff Johns. Anyway, so getting away from it, I don't see how the the fans and James Gunn comes back from, and like I say, Heavy Spoiler has done a really, really good um, YouTube channel. Um, and like we're talking about it now, I don't see how you come back from doing that, keeping your own, it comes like nepotism and it's really, really yeah. wrong, I think. Yeah, I agree. He's, remember his wife, Jennifer Holland, is... Oh, yeah. So th- that makes it sound even worse. The yeah. fact that he's getting rid of Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, who apparently wants to direct a movie. Anyway, he's getting rid of these top A-list people that everyone loves, but they didn't get good scripts. Yeah. Now you have them, work with them. No, you're doing a full reboot. Okay, that's fair enough. It has been a bit of a mess, DC. Fair enough. So you're doing a full reboot then? No, no, I'm going to keep my wife... Yeah. Um, and her job and and all the Suicide Squad cast, so it's it's a, it's a reboot as such, but with the people I want, I think it's and it gets more messy, it gets even yeah, more messy. Even so more. Where are we now? Exactly. So who they're referencing? Because they've referenced Batman. Yep. In that, so yep. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and, season two's coming with Peacemaker. So. Yeah. And I just think the others I don't really care about recasting. I mean, they were good. I do do like them, but Jason Momoa, I don't mind. Ben Affleck, I love Ben Affleck as Batman, but. I mean, you stepped away, then come back. Yep. So he was already gone in my yep. eyes. Agreed. But Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill, you got two A-list there. 
And you're getting and you're keeping John Cena. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on? And you're keeping John Cena. But Zaslav's got to come in and say, no, you can't do that. Yeah. They stay. I just I just think this is coming across really, really bad. Yeah. Um, I hope those rumours are false and maybe he's seen the fan reaction today and stuff. And if that was the plan, he's gonna just say, Do you know what? It has to be completely and utterly full reboot. Yeah. Everything. And then I think that's the only way you can start from afresh. You will still take heat from people, but you won't take heat from people like me and you, who we're mourning Henry Cavill, yeah. not being Superman. That's like he said in his post. But we will get on board. If you do a full reboot and you want, you're trying to save the DCU, then we're on board and we'll be excited to what you do. Yeah. But if you start it off by saying you're keeping your wife as Harcourt, but we're not, but you're getting rid of Henry Cavill, come on, Mr. Yeah. Garn. I think she'll be all right. Yeah. Just give her another role. <laughs> Just give her someone else. You could easily. Yeah, it's not even that great else. of a role. Anyway. Oh, but anyway, so we've got some end of a nice bit of ending news for Henry Cavill. He himself announced uh, shortly after all this kerfuffle that he will star in and exec produce a live action Warhammer series for Amazon Prime. I have no idea when it comes to Warhammer, uh, yeah. to be honest with you, but we all know he's a huge fan. He paints Warhammer figures and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember in where we, there's a shopping center by us? And there was a Warhammer shop in the shopping centre. And the, the blokes in there were having a whale of a time. It looks oh. amazing. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it was the a Warhammer. table. Yeah. Oh. And the guys having a whale of a time. Yeah. So I think, Joe, you know what? They loved it. Yeah. So maybe, Enjoy it. I'm, I'm a nerd now, so. Yeah, yeah we're nerds. We'll, we'll watch. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch this. If Henry Cavill's starring in this new world and this, you know, an action Warhammer series, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But I'm just glad because he needs, I think he needs something. He's lost yeah. The Witcher now. We didn't lose it. He chose to walk away, but. No Superman, no Geralt in The Witcher. Do you think Bond are sniffing? Oh, if, you would think so, wouldn't you? I, mean, I would, yeah. Well, he's 40, veteran Bond, and he's been fan-casted and rumoured for ages. You would think his agent now is sort of pushing for yeah. the Bond the hardest. You would have to think that. God, that would be sexual. Brilliant. I'd want that. Brilliant. I 100% want that. Um, right. Now it's time for a big bag of trailers. loud one today it was a loud one yeah. i could hear it through your headphones <laughs> right let's start with the random one which i knew nothing about and i'm a big fan of adam driver so mm. i think the twist uh, on this we will get into is the main talking point but yeah. we're going to get into it in a second but what did you think of the new sci-fi movie 65 starring adam driver what did you think the trailer was really good it was it was it drew, it drew you in yeah, straight it did. away looks fantastic actually yeah, yeah. and the um the music over it as well was really yeah. good. Yeah, I knew you'd pick up. And when I saw Sam Raimi, I thought, oh, yeah. I'm all for this. Very, uh, yeah. Good good shout there. So Sam Raimi is producer on this uh, and also the writers of A Quiet Place, Yeah, uh, which is, to be fair, the first one is very good. Um, so uh, let's talk about the twist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, not really going to put a spoiler warning on this because it's in the trailer. Uh, I suppose it's a, a question to you. How, how would they have done it without revealing that the reason it's called 65 is because 65 million years ago, Dinosaurs exist on Earth. He's crash landed on Earth. Um, the only way they could have done it, but I suppose it's a bit Jurassic Park, is if like you just see a dinosaur's eye open. Yeah, but I suppose that's the only way they can sell the film. Yeah, I get, I get. But then again, there was there was moments where something was swimming in the water. I yeah. wouldn't have gone dinosaur. No. <laughs> so I just would have thought he's an alien. He's on an alien planet, and there's things there. I thought that that you could have sold the movie enough 
And then the, the tw- people might have been going, hang on a minute, is that dinosaur? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think to show a T-Rex, like... Full I think, on. Yeah, I think you've... I don't know. I'm still really excited. I'll, I'll go watch this movie. I think it's in March next year. I'll definitely go see this movie. I just think that would have been a really, really cool twist to go, oh my God, yeah, that's why it's called 65. Yeah. But Joe, you know what? When I was watching the trailer, I thought, what a concept for a film. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's on the Twitter. Go and watch it. Brilliant. At um, Weekly, at weekly Cut. Cut. Um, but the concept is he crash lands on a, on a planet, an unknown planet to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's transporting people. Only one survived, which is a little girl. Yeah. Needs to get them home, but unbeknownst to him, he's travelled 65 million years into the past, yeah. our past. But is it... But he's from... I don't is, know where he's from. Yeah, but is it... This is the question I was going to ask you. What did you get from the trailer? It's one of two things. He's gone through a wormhole or a temporal lobe thing like I'm, i watched star trek by the way um and he's gone through like a i don't know something like that and then he's uh, gone time warped and he is 65 million years ago in the past yeah or is it is he just an alien to humans and he's you know what i mean it's just another see what i get from it is he's an alien right and he's traveled from his planet and found our prehistoric 65 planet. million years so ago. years ago that's what i but they're just it. so advanced his his race are so advanced yeah that we're we're still on bloody dinosaurs prehistoric yeah i think that's, that's what yeah. i think it is. and that'll be cool i think I've, i'm happy with either one of those yeah i'll be honest with you but yeah i mean great, great breakdown there that's exactly what it is it's why it's called 65 million uh 65 uh the film title i'm just happy we're getting someone's took a gamble and gone let's do dinosaurs yes yeah yeah who's not jurassic park by the way it's going to be, and Sam Raimi involved, it's going to, you're going to get them jump scares, a yes. bit of horror element, yes. which will be even better. And I suppose you'll see a bit more, don't get it wrong, Jurassic Park can be a little bit gory, I'll give you that, yeah. but this will step it up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They look good as well. They do look fantastic, yeah. yeah. Fair play. I just thought, that, was, that caught me by surprise, I thought it's a really good trailer. That's in March, along with John Wick, uh, Creed, it's a good month. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we'll take that. Uh, and Scream, good segue. <laughs> Scream 6. Uh, it was only a teaser. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, much of the same. I didn't watch the old the screen that come out this year. Yeah, this Scream year. 5 come out uh, January, I think, just, yeah. Yeah, just gone. I didn't watch that. But I said to Brad, before we just watched it before, yep. I can't differentiate Scream and Scary Movie. I just think it's a comedy. And I, I'm, I don't care about this. No, I think that is such a, it's a, such a fair comment to say. It, the Scary Movie sort of star franchise did sort of fuck this a little bit yeah it did there's Massively. no there's no getting away there's no getting away from that um and yeah i just feel like this scream is a bit similar to halloween for me i know they're iconic horror horror movies but i don't think they're particularly good movies i don't think they are they no. just churn them out yeah i know they make money hundred but they've got a cult following yeah the only thing that's a little bit different is that we're finally not in a small town anymore it's yeah. new york yeah so that's the difference i guess is that they are going uh, sort of bigger in terms of the city. Um, and Jenny Ortega, you're a big fan. She'll be the draw. She'll Jenny, be the draw. Because she's the hot property at the minute. Hot property. Uh, she is. Uh, yeah. It's Wednesday, sorry, is the show, isn't it? Yeah, and people love it. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm on TikTok almost every day. And all you see is that dance that she does. Yeah. I haven't watched that scene I, I, yet, but... I've seen it. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember the exact fact, but um, basically it overtook Jeffrey Dahmer oh. for the most watched non-english because squid games got that mm. um, non-english series behind stranger things cool, and so it's play. already it's smashed it yeah. um so yeah fair play so like you say she could be a bit of a draw um i guess that's all i've got to say on screen six yeah nothing else okay well i mean we'll watch it oh the title we'll, card looked cool oh the title card yeah. did look cool probably the best po- moment of that yeah, yeah, yeah it was. trailer uh, anyway 
Now we're getting onto some big shit. I'm going to leave... What one should I do first? These two movies both come out on July 21st. So big day for people at the cinemas. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with Barbie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, straight away, what did you think of this teaser? Um, I don't know what... I don't you're know you're what trying to be saying. careful of your words. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, Margot Robbie looks fantastic as Barbie. She looks brilliant, yes. Brilliant as Barbie. And she is the perfect Barbie. Yep. Um, the, Snippet that. She's the perfect <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> Um, yeah. what, what is what are they referencing what is the film uh, I don't know if you've ever seen t- uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, Space Odyssey yeah. Um, yeah I like that aspect that's quite cool yeah I thought it's quite it was funny it's quite jokey I assume that was just for the trailer I assume that's nothing to do with the actual movie I think yeah, yeah that was but the, the film looks very colourful and uh, very not 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 for me what a diplomatic <laughs> answer yeah, not for me um, we, I mean I don't think well, you'll have to watch it because We'll be doing a podcast on a bigger movie, in our opinion, yeah, that yeah. comes out on the same day by Mr. Christopher Nolan, and we're going to talk about the new trailer in a second. Um, so you don't? Will you go and watch this? No, no, not one ounce. Maybe go watch this. I think it's going to be very musical. I like musicals though. Yeah, but I think it's going to be different. It's going to be too in your face. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want it. And I, I can imagine that charm wears off quick. You might quick. within twenty minutes, you or fifteen minutes, you might be going, "Oh, this is like just fun. It's 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 a bit cringy, but it's fun." And then after like fifteen minutes, you're like, "All oh, right, so I'm literally watching a whole hour and a half movie of this, or however long it is." Yeah, uh, yeah, not for me either. I think Connor. Nah, no, no, thank it. you. Now let's talk about something that is definitely up our streets. Oh yeah, uh, the ensemble A list cast of Oppenheimer released its first trailer, um, and we, we had it in the cinemas uh, over Avatar, and it was so good to see on the big screen. Mm. But this new trailer come out, what did you think go? We was worried that this film would be boring. This, not one ounce is going to be boring. I believe you said when it was first come out about this movie, it could be a snooze fest. Yeah. That was your words. I don't think it's going to be. I think Silly Murphy is going to get all the plaudits. Yes. He looks troubled yeah. in every single scene, and I think... His acting ability in this film is going to be like nothing we've seen of him. I think he's, he's going to be outstanding. He's I a, hope he is. He's actually a very underrated actor. Yeah. Obviously not to Nolan because he, Nolan has him in every one of his movies pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think even forgetting about the cast and focusing on um, Cillian Murphy and, and what, what I think it's Richard Oppenheimer, I think it is. Yeah. Just focusing on the story of the Manhattan, Manhattan Project. And like you say, he looks troubled and as you bloody should be because you've just created a monster weapon that's going to wipe out atoms yeah. down to the, to the atom and yeah i just think it looks visually brilliant just from the trailer yeah um and i cannot wait for this movie it looks haunting yeah and i like the imagery like where you see just a fire in the spark yes i found that really cool and do you know who done the um the score for this Oh, Tom Holkenberg? No, I don't know who. Uh, uh, Ludwig Granson. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Black Panther filler. Yep. yep. And he also done Tenet. Oh, okay. So that's two Nolan films in a row now. So oh, maybe so Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Possibly. I was thinking, I wonder what Hans Zimmer could have been doing. Oh, it's, oh, June. June two. Yeah. Yeah. In part two. Well, actually, yeah. I suppose that is. Yeah, that's just filmed. So yeah, this they would be doing because obviously it has to re- all film first and stuff like that, yeah. doesn't it? So they'd probably still be working, do you reckon, on a, on aspects like music and score now? It comes yeah, probably, out in seven months, Oppenheimer. Yeah, probably, yeah, they'll probably still yeah. Yeah, tweaking and, it. And, and I guess that's what he's doing now on June part two, Hans Zimmer, because that's yeah. wrapped filming. So, yeah, I guess that's what 
what stopped Tanzima, maybe, but... but, no, but yeah. he's, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Yeah, but this is going to be fantastic. Cannot wait. Like you say, the, the visuals and that, ah, oh, it just looks brilliant. We will watch anything Mr. Nolan puts out. Mm. Uh, so, well done, sir. Well done. Uh, anyway. Um, also, last thing, did you see that uh, a really, really cool um, sort of comment from Christopher Nolan? He basically just said that it's really easy... Uh, we're talking about Robert Downey Jr., who's also one of the, the stars in this. Yeah. Um, and he said, it's really easy to forget that, yes, he is a movie star. He's a great movie star with, yeah. because of Iron Man. Like, it's, that's, that's confirmed. It's really easy to forget how good of an actor he is because yeah. of him being a movie star. And he said, it's like just been insane to watch him in this role. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to, for him to have something different. I mean, I, we love Iron Man, but... Yeah. It will be good to see Robert Downey Jr. as something really serious and, and uh, yeah, I can't wait. Looks old, doesn't he? Doesn't look old, yeah. yeah. Really old. Well, he's got to be, Robert Downey Jr. himself, he's got to be 50, 58, 59, something like yeah. that. He's got to be old. Uh, but anyway, we're not old, Not that's not old. But anyway, moving on from trailers, I think it's time to dive in. Ooh. You get that? Yeah, very got good. It? And make a splash. Hey, you get one more. <laughs> No more, no more. Uh, right, it's time, it, it's time to dive into Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. Um, like, it's one of the big, biggest films of this year, possibly the biggest. It's been 13 years in the making from 2009, and it's finally here. Uh, the film opened at the box office weekend with a haul of over 430 million. I think when I wrote this, it's actually gone up another 10 now, about 440 million now. Jeez. That's worldwide. Um, the thing which a lot of the insiders are saying, and I think we agree, is that it's going to have... It's not like a Marvel movie. It's going to have what they call legs. Yeah. And yeah. what we mean by that is from now over Christmas and all the way through January, there is nothing. Yeah, it's true. There is nothing. It, it will be the number one movie for the next, I would say, at six weeks minimum. Yeah. It then hits a bit of competition February 17th with Ant-Man 3. And that's when the legs will probably start to, to fall. Yeah. I think by that point, I think... It's done the job. Yeah, it's done the job. I th- if I had to guess, or you as to guess, obviously we're not box office experts, but just a bit of fun, what would you say it's going to make at the uh, box office? Oh, it's going to go well over a billion, I think. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. What, what, is, what did Homecoming make? Homecoming? Or did Spider-Man uh, Sorry, not Homecoming. Um... Far from home, far from home. Oh, that made that over. That was over a billion. Yeah, it's a different world now. The box office, though, isn't it? Because yeah. you would have thought Black Panther would have made a billion. Yeah, I don't think that's beat eight hundred million yet. Black Panther two, Wakanda Forever. I'm not about. Oh, blimey. that that made that smashed a billion. The first movie. Um, so I don't think the box office is as strong as it used to be. But I I see this. I don't think it will get two billion, but I think it will get comfortably over one point five. I'm yeah. gonna go for that. That's what I was going around one point five, maybe one point seven. Yeah. Um. So. Before we get into the story, just a few more things to rattle off. Rotten Tomatoes critic score is currently at 78%, with the audience score at 94%. Mm. I hate Rotten Tomato and critics. Yeah, so do I. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. They all seem to be Marvel fanboys. Yeah, they are. They're legit. And I don't know if that's because Marvel gave them like a career because of the MCU over the last since 2008. Maybe they got boosted in the career. I don't know. Yeah. But it does seem to be they bloody give every. Marvel project, even for Love and Thunder, is in the sixties. Yeah, that's so, the biggest disgrace. So it's not even far off. So, like, I just think that's. I, I do think that's. I think this is. I, I think Multiverse of Madness is around about seventy five percent. So they're basically saying these two movies. How can you um, say that? That's a disgrace. I think that's a disgrace. That is a disgrace. And yeah. I, I, I have fun with Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, 
but that's just it's not on the same level. No, that's out of order. <laughs> right. So the cast have read the scripts up to Avatar five. Ooh, one, two, three, four, five. Um, number three is ninety ninety-five percent done filming, with Avatar four already has its first act shot. Oh. Yes. Uh, the script was uh, actually worked on by James Cameron and a lady called Amanda Silva and Rick Jaffa. What a name. Yeah, Jaffa what a name. <laughs> um, I didn't know this because uh, James Cameron wrote the first movie in 2009. Yeah. And then for some reason, these two come on board and, and done this script. And these two done the first two Planet of the Apes movies, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, yeah. which are fantastic movies, yeah. especially Dawn. Um, so, yep, yeah, just thought that was worth a mention. The budget is 350 to $400 million, one of the most expensive movies ever made. We're going to tell you why that is, that is in our little breakdown. Um, so, that's the, the boring stuff out of the way. Yeah. Non-spoiler, just for a f- sort of few minutes. Let's just do a quick non-spoiler reaction to the movie. We both saw it opening night. Yep. You went a little bit later than me. I don't know how you went at a 10 yeah. past 10 showing. <laughs> um, what time did you get out? Uh, 10 to 2. Jeez. Uh, Anyway, we both saw opening night. First question to you right now, non-spoiler, did it live up to your expectation? Yes, it did. Exceeded. 13 years in the making, lived up as a sequel. Worth the wait. Brilliant. Okay. Worth the wait. Uh, What was your, I suppose, your initial reaction coming out of the theatre, the things you sort of stuck with you, and why why are you telling me now that it was worth the wait? Obviously, non-spoiler. Yeah. Visually... This film looks spectacular. It looked like nothing I've never seen before. Without question. I was in awe. Yeah. And maybe that clouded everything for me, but that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. If it looks spectacular. It did or not. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And I think the, the story had its moments. Um, some is just a bit, bit standard. It's a standard story, yes. really. Yeah. Um, but the, the battle scenes far exceeded Avatar 1. I agree with that. Really brutal. Yeah. I think that's the word I, I keep writing down is brutal. Yeah. Um, and definitely agree with Connor there about the, the fighting scenes. Um, so, and with, with that runtime you mentioned, mm. did you feel it? I didn't. I didn't either. Because no. I, 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 I see it in 2D. I think you did as well. Yeah. I'm going to go and see it in 3D. 100% I am as well. If I felt the runtime, there's no way I'd see it again. That's true. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's a bit of an indicator, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Right. Um, I guess... I've got a couple of questions I'll ask. I'm going to try and do a little bit more, just a few more minutes of non-spoiler. Mm. Um, who was a standout for you? Oh, Sam Worthington. Yeah. He, he You're was, nicking my notes here. I, I, didn't even put, I didn't even put that on the notes either, but you are nicking them. Sam Worthington was, again, so much better than Avatar 1. Yeah. He owned the role. Yes. Owned Jake Sully. Um, and I've also got to give a shout out to uh, the young boy, Spider, who we'll get yeah, onto. Yeah, brilliant. I thought he was very yeah. good. Zoe Saldana was... A bit lost in this. A film. bit underused. Yeah, but people are saying that, so you're not alone there. Yeah, I, I didn't really get as much as I wanted of her. It was uh, more about Jake Sully and his relationship with the kids. Yeah, and him protecting the family. Yeah, she does have some amazing moments. We're going to get into that in spoiler, but you are, I, I agree with that. She yeah. was underused. But yeah, I think yeah, Jake Sully for me was was stand out. Uh, Sam Wilmington stand out. Yeah, well fair enough. Right, I'm sick of it. I think we should just go into spoilers. Give her the warning. Go. It's coming. Chip Hazard's coming. Uh, time, there'll be time signs in the description, so just come back. Chip, Chip Hazard's coming. Uh, anyway, let's just, what we what we like to do here at the Weekly Cut, we are going to go through the story, not beat for beat, but just moment by moment in a sort of a chronological time order, um, and then we'll pick and stay a bit longer on the scenes that we liked, the things we didn't like, 
who stood out there, etc., and stuff like that. It's the, probably the easiest way to do it. Then at the end, we will give you a rating, yeah, um, and where maybe this is leading in the future. So let's jump straight into it. The film opens up with a shot of Pandora, and oh my god, it shows you the the floating mountains, the Hallelujah Mountains, Hallelujah mountains yeah. yeah. Um, the shot of what is it? A new big tree? <laughs> yeah, it looked it because yeah. it's called Home Tree in the first movie, isn't it? Yeah. The one that they clart and destroy um and it instantly just does the the, the iconic avatar score and theme yeah showing you the the shots of the water and the animals and you i remember that people in my thing cheered did they people in my cinema my first thought i got goosebumps my first thought was we're back we're back that's yeah, it that's back. it i'm sitting there going like yeah uh like you just say we are back i'm ready pandora i'm immersed already yeah He's James Cameron's come through the screen, grabbed me. I said, get off, Jim. And he, <laughs> get off, Jim. I've got my popcorn. And he said, no, come with me. And he's thrown us and, and pulled us into uh, Pandora. Brilliant. As he's just, he just shouting the recap at you. <laughs> this is what's happened. This is where we are. Go back in. Did you see the video of him putting his finger up to fans? No. Uh, I'll show you after this podcast. He was coming out of what I assume was like a showing or something or an interviews. And there was fans trying to get signings of stuff. And it makes him sound like a, look like a right prick yeah but apparently they were people just getting stuff to sell on right oh. it wasn't truth it, uh, yeah i'll show you after this but he puts his finger, <laughs> he puts his finger up out the car go on, jim, uh, i'll show you after brilliant stuff go on, Jim. anyway so jim's just grabbed us we're in pandora <laughs> me and connor are back um did it so when when i say did it hit you straight away was you at that what was you feeling i guess at that point i know you said you, you, you're back but obviously what was you what, did you want anything from that about where the story would then go or was you just ready to... Oh, yeah. I was just happy to be back. <laughs> I was just like, take me for the ride. But one thing I would say is, yeah. as soon as I saw it, my instant thought was, I'm gutted I haven't seen this in 3D. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Because as soon as you see the first shot, I think it's saying, this is what this is what you've been waiting yeah. for. Yeah. This is our technology. Do you know what? I, th- I didn't actually think that at the time, but now I've just got really depressed with you saying that because I'm now just imagined it again that scene and i'm like why didn't i yeah but i am gonna definitely because yeah, I, I i think that's a waste for film for people that love film yeah if jim cameron is just we're gonna be jim actually <laughs> jim cameron has done this movie for the purpose of 3d and everyone i know is saying it looks amazing yeah people who i know hate 3d have come out and said this is amazing in 3d yeah anyway let's move along it's set roughly 14 years or so after the events of Avatar, so roughly how long it's been since in, in real time for the for the movie. Um, the Way of Water follows the journey of Jake Sully, who is now the chief yeah. of the Na'vi, and Neytiri's newfound family of five children. Uh, we see their new life and happy life, but a look up to the sky on date night, Jake sees there is a new star appeared, which means one thing, the Sky People are returning. Uh, now, did you love, me and Connor, when we done our Avatar rewatch, we just love the fact that he just pulls you in and goes, this is where we are. Yeah. You remember, either you remember it or you don't. Yeah, <laughs> tough. This is what we're doing. If you don't, don't remember it, sorry. I'll give you what I can. That's it. You're straight in. He doesn't yeah. mess about, does he? So you see them sort of like having family time, um, they explain that the their, their science science people are set up. Humans are still there. The people they allowed to stay on Pandora, yeah, um, and stuff like that. People go into Avatar. Schools have been set up, etc. They have, they take a picture. Yeah, they take a they picture. Do. 
quite a haunting picture. Yeah, I'm not sure whether they're going to find it. I don't know if you clocked this. I really, really like this. Yes. This was one of the standout for me. So when he's like, this, cause Jake Sully's narrating it all throughout. Yes, good, well pointed um, out, yeah. And he says, um, like, with his kids, he's teaching his kids, and he said, the language was hard to grasp, but after a while it just sounded like English, and it switches to English, but for for him, they're speaking in Navi, uh, Navi but for the audience, saying, well, I'm not going to do subtitles for the whole thing, or put it in English, but they are speaking Navi. And I thought, that is really cool. I thought it was really, really clever, um, yeah. a way of... Not staying true to the fact that the Navi have their language, yep. but there's no need for us to listen to subtitles. It was really cool. That's a really yeah. good pick out. Please stop me wherever, because I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't put that down. Really, really good. So this, I thought, was the first sort of action shot where I was like, Jesus, what I'm talking about is the wave of fire. Oh, yeah. So the, they, the Sky people are back. Yes. Jake Sully was right. That wasn't just a, a random star. It was um, Sky people coming. The humans have returned to Pandora, and it instantly reminds you, yeah, the, the humans do suck. We're horrible. We are just horrible, yeah. isn't we? And, and it basically, they, their ship lands, a wave of fire destroys everything with about 20 kilometers, and then out come the sort of the mechs and the, the humans. Um, what did you think of that, though, the CGI, etc.? It was really... It, it's so... Mad Harris, so also immersed, and none of it's real. Yeah, you got to remember that. Yeah, none of it is real. <laughs> We're not in Pandora. It is mental. And then, but then you, because it's all happy and and everyone's loving each other and everyone's all happy, and then the sky people come back. Yeah, you do realize how much you hate the sky people. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it really does well in going right. Yeah, they are the villains of this story. Yeah. Remember that, and it's it's really easy to grasp. Uh, did you see like the fat the habitat dying, like animals and stuff with yeah. the fire, and that's horrendous. Uh, anyway. This is this is where Connor, I think, has a little gripe, but we'll get into breaking down the villain um, a little bit later on as well. But among the new arrivals to Pandora from the Sky People is Miles Quaritch, who, along with 11 of his former troops, have been cloned into a Na'vi body as a recombatant or recom, as they call it. Yeah. Um, Quaritch maintains his donor's memories up until shortly before... He departed for the assault on the Tree of Souls in the first movie, the end scene. Um, as a result, Quaritch is unable to remember his demise, but is able to recall his vengeful mission to eliminate Jake Sully. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what what we think... I know you wasn't a fan before the movie come out of this recombatant program. What was your thought at this part? See, I, I, I wasn't sold. I know it's the only way to do it, to get him back. But thinking about it, I suppose it's good because it's a vengeance story and that's what it's all about. But could they have gone a different way? Could they have done someone else? Get some more minerals? Maybe another colonel or another general or yeah. another big bad's coming in and sending them all in saying, right, now you go and try. But uh, but uh, Stephen, Stephen Lang, isn't it? Stephen Lang. Yeah, he's very good. He so is very good. I will take him all day. I think maybe that is the only saving grace because I think I do agree with you. And the reason I bring this up is because James Cameron has confirmed that he is the main villain for the next two movies. Yeah, see, and we'll get on to the end. And we'll, that yeah. is, uh, that's not good news for me. Yeah, I, and we, I trust you, James Cameron. We'll get on to it. I do trust you. I just, at the minute, this was a really good stepping stone in the franchise. I just don't see how you get, unless something happens, more layers to uh, this kernel. Yeah. I really don't see how you get two more movies as a villain. But anyway, yeah. 
as Connor just said, Stephen Lang is brilliant, and this is really personal. This story, I think, yeah. it's really good. Um, right, let's move on. Now, the humans in the year they've been on Pandora, because it does a time jump yeah. from when they see the sky people and they crash down. It's been a year, and they work quick. Those humans, oh. they've set up a massive base of operations, and they even say the new Colonel woman even says something along the lines of we've done more in one year here than we've done in 30 or something like yeah. that, didn't she? Little so dig. yeah, yeah. Dig We're going to go back there in later Avatar 3 or 4 to this base. It's going to oh, be like yeah. a big war attack on this. So obvious. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, they've got their base. Then uh, the darn kids go out and visit an old site where we saw the final fight go down yeah. between... Uh, Neytiri, Jake, and Stephen Lang's colonel. Um, Quaritch and his band of now blue avatars, I've written that, (laughs) (laughs) are also there as they have started to hunt and kill Jake Sully. The humans cannot get up to the mountains where the stronghold Na'vi is with Jake and the Hallelujah Mountains because the animals just come for humans, basically, uh, and they can't do it. So the idea is get these recoms, as we'll call them, um, led by Colonel Quaritch, to go out there because the wildlife seem to be okay because they believe they're Na'vi. Yeah. Um, so that's the whole point. Um, then the kids alert Jake and Neytiri of of the blue-armed band of uh, merry men, uh, but then are captured soon after they call for Jake. Um, so let's talk about that scene because you mentioned to a couple of friends of ours that, that is, is that the action sequence that hit straight away, sort of quite early you, you mentioned? Yeah. Well, the first one was the fire coming down. Yeah. And then the second one was this one. Because it, it, it was straight. It didn't take long at all. Maybe, no. what, 10, 15 minutes? And even just before that, we had the train heist. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, so I missed this. So basically, uh, it's been a year they've been on there. And, and um, Jake, because he is a Marine at the end of the day, yeah. um, he does like st- strategic guerrilla tactics to raid supply lines yeah. to stop the humans. So you get a nice, cool um, uh, scene with a train heist. And it's brutal. Uh, some of the arrows that go on the on the sort of the pilots of the, the ships. Yeah. Um. It shows you that his kids are a little. One of the kids is a bit reckless and yeah. wants to prove himself. The younger one and is always looked after by the older one. And then we get the scene in the forest where um Jake and Natiri uh, attack the band of merry men. So yeah. what did you think of that scene? I like that because yeah. it's like well you you might be Navi avatars but you don't know this. 100%. We know it. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You know what you do. It's like your do. kitchen, son. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. Yeah. And it showed you how much Jake has evolved as well. And yes. That's what I liked. Um, it, it was like, it was raining. It was really forest. It looked amazing. The look, cause I think there was lightning even at one point. Yeah. It did look very, very good. Um, yeah. And like you say, Jake, Jake, I don't know if he's just, because he's now a chief, feels that he has to step up or, or what, but he's really just more brutal and taking ownership and yeah. stuff. I know he did in the first one. But he is just much more brutal. Much better. It's much better. I'll tell you what, fucking kids in films, I hate them. Yeah. Whether they're Na'vi kids or normal kids. You've always said that. Learn your lesson. Yeah. Just he, don't go. Simple as that. Listen, <sighs> just listen to your mum and dad, yeah. please. Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, those darn kids. Uh, right, so Jake and Natiri fend off uh, Quaritch and his squad, but they capture Spider, this, this sort of... Uh, well, I suppose we'll explain him for a second. He's uh, actually Quaritch's son. Yeah. Um, so I guess Quaritch had a lovely woman. Yeah. They, yeah, they did. A bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not all, it's not all pain and gain. <laughs> Quaritch needs his fun. Uh, but when the humans were told to leave at the end of uh, Avatar 1, 
this baby was too young for cryo sleep, so yeah. they kept him on Pandora. Um, and he's basically grown up as a Na'vi, so he's like a primitive... A little feral. Little feral he's, he's Tarzan. Mowgli or Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, very, exactly that. Um, but they, he's almost um, been adopted by Jake Sully, but Neytiri doesn't really like him because he's human. Yeah. She can't get over that, and it comes full circle later between those two. Really good. Anyway, so, as I said, they fend off the squad, but they capture Spider. Uh, and take him back for interrogation, uh, interrogation. Jake is fearful of his clan up in the mountains as Spider knows everything about them. Yeah, little weasel. Uh, little weasel. Yeah. Uh, so he passes on his chief status and banishes himself and his family to Mekaina, which is uh, part of Pandora made up of, like I think they say, like a thousand islands or yeah. something. Just the Caribbean. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah. place in the world. Yeah. Um, probably probably could go there for 10,000 per person uh, <laughs> on a celebrity cruise uh, right talk to me con because I'm pretty I've pretty just I've just sort of put this middle act as one chat yeah the Mekaina the new tribe of water people um, teaching them the way of water the, the new animals we see it explores a whole different side of Pandora what did you make of all this talk me through Anything you was feeling watching that? Was this the bit you said was a little bit sticky at times, or did you enjoy this? A little bit. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was it slowed down a lot at this part. But I enjoyed it for a few things. So I enjoyed that there's other tribes around the world, around yep. Pandora. Yep. Um, they look different. Mm-hmm. They're lighter blue. They evolve different to their surroundings. Bigger so towels yeah, they've got. Bigger and, arms and yep. stuff. Um, and they just they can hold their breath longer for underwater, and they can sort of teach them how to do it yes. and whatnot. So I like all that. The tribal leader was really cool. Yeah. He looked really cool. Yeah. Um, and seeing underwater as well was just, this was the highlight for me. Insane. Just seeing that. And that's what I want to see in 3D. Yeah. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. Uh, I, th- I think I said to Jaden and, and maybe even to you, it even felt like I was watching a nature, do- like Blue Planet. Yeah. I was waiting for David Attenborough to say some shit. Yeah. Um, like, and I didn't, I actually didn't mind that because. It was so amazing that I didn't... I think that's why I didn't feel the time. Yes, it probably did stay a little bit too long in that middle act um, and didn't really show you enough of what Quaritch was doing on the other side. It was just really focused on making Jake and his family fit into this new life. Uh, We'll just mention... I can't remember her name. Um, Basically, it's Sigourney Weaver's character. Oh, yeah. I guess this is something that's going to come up in Avatar 3 or 4 because we don't get answers in this movie. Yeah. Her avatar, the obviously she dies, Grace Sigourney Weaver. She dies, but then her her avatar falls pregnant, and nobody knows how. Yeah, uh, and gives birth to I can't remember her name, but gives birth to one of and Jake's kids. Now he's adopted her, and she has a strong, strong connection to Awa, the yeah. god. So she can actually at some point control her surroundings by putting a. Towel thing, towel sex thing, yeah. um, <laughs> into things. Uh, yeah. So, uh, th- what did you what did you make of that? You knew there was something up with her. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that we didn't get answers. That's yeah. what Because there's one point in the film where she connects to their mother, their mother tree, which yeah. is underwater. And then she has a, a seizure. Yeah, a yeah. seizure. And they, and then the doctor says, 
she can't do that again or she'll die. She does it. Yeah. And it's never it's never explained no. what happened or anything. Yeah, and she does it again. I, I get I guess that he's setting groundwork as a saga. I, maybe yeah. that's why. But yeah, I'd, I would have liked to explore that maybe a little bit more. I, I couldn't get over the fact sometimes that all I could hear was 60-year-old Sigourney Weaver, however old she is. Yeah. It was a bit weird. But then again, we, we're in Pandora, so. Yeah, that was odd. Because I thought, because I, I was actually thinking, is that Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, it is. It is yeah. her. Like she's wearing the mocap and everything. That's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah, yeah. Oh, so she done the voice and the the mocap and everything underwater. That's literally made to look like Sigourney Weaver. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, right. So uh, a major part of the story sounds weird, but it, it makes sense when we come full circle. A major part of the story are these wow type creatures called the Tolkien. Yeah. They're incredibly smart sea beasts that are linked to the Metkaina and the, this new tribe in Pandora that, that Jake Sully's fled to. And they're like family to them. Yeah. To draw out Jake, because he can't, he's, he's searching these thousand islands and just cannot find him. Um, to draw out Jake from hiding, Quaritch uses these poachers who are very efficient. Yeah, they are. Uses these poachers to hunt the Tolkien and, as I said, draw out Jake and this Metkaina tribe that's, that's hiding him. Uh, this scene was horrible. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about the where they go for the calf and then the mum and the calf. Um, uh, it's just horrendous because it's quite fitting because it happens. Wow, wow, poaching happens now. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of that? Did we need to see it in that much detail? <laughs> and did we need to see the calf lying next to the dead mum as well afterwards? So not only yeah, not only was it sort of curling up to its mum when it was dead, you then see the dead calf because it. I assume it stays with. The mum. Yeah, must, I think Wales actually do that, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. don't. Yeah, they won't leave. Yeah, um, yeah, horrendous, mate. Yeah, not not fun. Not fun. Not fun. Part not of fun. But then again, I suppose it added an emotional layer for us. Uh, and like I say, it sort of got the attention of the Metkayina tribe. Now, then, when Jake Sully tells the tribe to not attack and just tell the Tolkien to go and get away from here yeah. until this is over, sort of thing. The kids go out to the reef to find the outcast, or I can't, it's like Patayakan or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, This outcast token um, that's been kicked out of the pod um, because they think it's a dick. Uh, And and I think his name's like Loke, who's the young, bit silly one that gets a bond with it. Um, Jake's kid has bonded with this this outcast. They realise that it's been tracked and uh, Quaritch and his poachers are inbound and Jake and the Metkayina are closing in where the stage is set for the final fight. Quaritch captures the kids and tells Jake not to attack with his army uh, and come alone. But the outcast Tolkien launches himself in the air in a brilliant shot, smashes the shit out of this boat and sends it all into chaos and we go from there. So uh, what did you think about the poacher getting his arm torn off? I was really happy. I went, Holly, you know what that is, didn't you? Yeah, I know what that is. Because uh, the Tolkien, the outcast, had a fin missing. Um, so that's why his sort of arm was taken yeah. off. And I was really happy because he was the most annoying character. He was so... He was Australian, I think, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. but he was so... Oh. That, that's one thing I had to grow up with. I mean, I won't get into it too much, but... Yeah. In some places, the script was really lazy. Like the dialogue with what he, that he had, some of the, like, the one-lines he was saying was a bit like... was a bit cheesy. Do you know what? I understood... I sort of... I sort of disagreed with you when you said this the other day about the about the dialogue... But when you just said that, you are correct, actually, thinking yeah. about it. There's, you can sort of give a bit of leeway to the Na'vi because they're primitive and maybe their dialogue shouldn't be yeah. great. 
Um, because I think we had an issue with that in... Do you remember the movie Prey? Oh, yes. Do you remember their dialogue was basically like they were just... They, they weren't an old 300-year-old tribe. Yeah. They were just talking like they literally like a normal. normal day. So, um, yeah, that, that would have been my counter-argument too. But, yeah, that fella was was bog standard dialogues. Yeah, it was so yeah. it was like it was like reading a test script. <laughs> I just kept it in. That's that I'll give you props there, that's a fair point. Um right. Then uh obviously all hell breaks loose and we get that little mini fight before the eclipse is coming at this time. Yeah. We get that mini fight and uh, the, like Natiri's arrows, I can't explain how brutal it is. How that like, the way they're going into people yeah. and just they're coming out of the water spearing people, this Metkayina tribe what did you think of that scene? It's just insane. It's, it, it doesn't hold back, and you see it all as well. Yes. It doesn't cut away. Nope. You see it all going in, and you realise how powerful and sort of ruthless a Na'vi can be yep. if they're pushed to that, that if they're point. Pushed. If you push them, they're going to attack. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. In the KO, we're nearly there, and then we can have a little chat about some of our favourite scenes and things we uh, didn't work and did work, etc., and some standouts. But in the chaos of the fighting, the oldest son, uh, I think he's like... Mekan or something. Yeah, something like, something that. like that. They're really hard names in yeah. fairness. They're so hard names to remember. In the chaos of the fight, and the oldest son is caught with a stray bullet. His death is highly emotional. Yeah. Uh, and Jake has to rally his family uh, and, and Neytiri, who is screaming, and he tells her, as the eclipse is coming down, he tells her he needs her to be strong right now as Quaritch still has their two daughters. Yeah. And I just want to say the bit when she stops screaming, but the tears are all on her face still and just stands up, grabs her bow and gets on the Ikran thing. Yeah. It's like so scary because she just wants to kill every human that is around now. Yeah. I thought that was really powerful. She's like John Wick when they killed his dog. <laughs> it's like that. She's John Wick. She's John, John Wick would have all these. All of, easy. <laughs> In no, the water. no problem. In the water as well. But yeah, you can tell how emotionally damaged she 100%. is. hundred percent. Like, she's going to kick the shit out of him 100 oh. percent. i thought it was really really powerful um i really like how again i keep saying the word brutal but jake and um Natiri just attack this boat with still quite a lot of people about yeah and they just go through them so brutally and quick and efficiently yeah one of the main army women gets an arrow in her head yeah through her eye Jesus. you see it go in everything collapses. oh yeah fan i, I thought it's brilliant because the you had it was in dark at this point now, and you had fire fire on on the water and stuff, and um, it just looked spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I thought that Jake was fighting like not a not he was fighting like a marine in a Navi's body, just brilliant. Yeah. Um. Right, and then uh, just coming right to the end, uh, then it gets to Quaritch. Uh, he's got a all the they're all dead. All the humans and the uh, the Navi avatars are dead from this merry band of blue. Yeah. Um. Quaritch then grabs one of the daughters. Grace or Sigourney Weaver's character um, and grabs a, a knife to the throat and saying, put your weapons down, Jake, because I want to have a go at you, son. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to cut your daughter's throat. And I think he would. Oh, 100%. He <laughs> wouldn't hesitate. He would not hesitate. No, no hesitation. Uh, but then, I didn't see this coming, Neytiri, uh, Zoe Zodana's Neytiri grabs Spider, who is Quaritch's son, remember, and says a son for a son, and actually cuts him yeah. a little bit. I thought he, I thought she done it. So did I. I thought she might have killed him, but she sort of like is testing his resolve by doing a little cut with blood, but not actually doing it fully. And then surprisingly, Quaritch bottles it. Yeah, because he does. I think care about this spider. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> you got feelings. <laughs> you got feelings. Uh, um, but anyway, this was my favourite moment of the movie. What comes now? Yeah. Um, Quaritch then puts his stuff down. Jake and his family are about to leave. Uh, and then Quaritch teases him saying, oh, you're going to leave with me out there. I'm not going to stop. You take your chance now. Why would you leave? Da, da, da. And I don't know what, I didn't really see this coming. Um, I thought he was going to go. Yeah, so did I. I thought he was going to go. And then out of nowhere, he goes, just let, let's get it done then. Yeah. And just rushes at him. I just thought that was excellent. It's, it's such a good fight scene. It is brilliant. And it's good that the it's their level as well. So yes. It's, like it's a fair fight. Completely fair. So not not mechs or anything. It's yeah. just two Navi trained Marines. And we've been waiting. We haven't really had that before. No, we haven't. No. Because he didn't uh, He didn't really fight the Navi. You know the bloke who, was, who died? The, the, yeah. the first one who was supposed to betrothed, as you said, to Neytiri. They had a bit of a thing and had a little scrap. But they didn't really. There wasn't like Navi or Navi fighting. No, it was, was just there? a scuffle. Was there? I think it was just no. a little scuffle. I think he punched him. Yeah. And that was it. So you weren't getting a lot of Navi on Navi, and so yeah, this this was really look as you say, it looked epic. These two massive, what are they about ten foot? Yeah, these massive two ten foot warriors going at each other with knives, brilliant. As the boat is sinking, as the boat is sinking, a bit of Titanic. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought that when I was watching it. Oh bloody old James. Uh, I guess yeah. So I mean, then then just obviously, it's a really sort of scary, scary scene in the fact that the the, the boat. It's the little baby that gets dragged under. Yeah. Neytiri goes down to help her. Jake and Quaritch are fighting underneath the boat as well, and they're trapped. Yeah. Um, and then, as Connor, Connor said, uh, Sigourney Reaver's character uses AOR again to, uh, you know, she didn't get the seizure this time. And, yeah. Um, gets, Somehow it's all right. <laughs> gets the, um, floods the, the, the ship in the uh, colourful stuff. and um, But yeah, before that, it is quite scary how they're going to get out. But they do, they're fine, um, and it ends, the movie ends with how it, the first one ended, with Sully's eyes opening up, basically saying, I'm done running, this is my world, this is me. Annoyingly, Spider did save Quaritch. That is annoying. Now, I need that needs to be explained, because is, is Spider going to turn and turn think, against the Navi? I think he will turn. Because he, do, he doesn't like, the, the, what's her name, Natalia? Natiri. Natiri, he doesn't like her. Did you remember when he hid from her? Yeah. That was a good scene yeah um but yeah i mean he he he, he did go back to jake but yeah. i i think there's going to be too much of a riff and he will be pushed it to be fair to spider he really did help them yeah he did like throughout the he was only like he wasn't he was just trying to help really and he was a bit confused because it is his dad yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's calm, like, calm down yeah yeah like it's he not loves his dad yeah it is just like you might actually have one or two thoughts actually i might just save me dad yeah. <laughs> but anyway um, he did go back to to Jake Sully, but like you said, I think he is going to get pushed away, and I got a feeling he will be bad. Got a feeling he will turn bad. Yeah. Not maybe not bad, but I think he will go over to Quaritch again. I think it'd be good if he takes over as the big bad when Quaritch, because Quaritch has to end some point. And if he that would have been perfect if he took over from Quaritch. So that's actually not a bad point, and no, if that makes that. something that gives him the the motive, and he knows the Navi, how they operate, yep. he knows how they move. So he'll be the the perfect. Viewer. Yeah, that's actually not a bad shout at all. I I do I do feel like there is James Cameron has got something in line for this spider. Yeah, I do. So I mean, we'll see on that one. I and mean, he was very very good. Uh, so I guess final thoughts for you, Con. I mm. want from you a favourite scene. Yeah. I want your final thoughts on the movie, and I want a rating out of ten, please. Favorite scene was oh, it's a it's, a, it's difficult. 
I'm not sure if I'm going to go for a scenic scene. <laughs> or it, probably the final fight scene is one of my favourite scenes. Yeah. Against with um, uh, Jake and Quaritch Jake fight. and Quaritch. That's one of my favourite because we haven't had that before. No. It was brand new and it was just... You didn't know which way it was going to go. Yeah. I honestly thought at one point he's going to die. Yeah. Because James Cameron's not scared to kill a character. Absolutely not. So I, f- I think someone's going to die here, whether it's him or her. Yeah. That was probably my favourite scene. It wasn't this question. Uh, and then I won. And it's sort of fun. I tell you, give me a rating out yeah. of 10 and then give me your final closing thoughts on the movie and where maybe you'd like this to go now, your Jim Cameron go. <laughs> rating 8.5. So it didn't change. That was your initial rating. That was my initial. Okay. I'm staying 8.5. Yeah. Um, looks spectacular. And that's what gives it the, the yep. rating for me. The battle scenes are really good. The explanations were really good. It did drag in places, but not really. Yeah. So all in all, fantastic film. Uh, Avatar 3 cannot rely on the spectacle. No. Now, now you have to get busy. Drive the story. Yeah. It's got to be a good story, good script. You've got to get better with the dialogue. Yeah. Because that was an issue for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we need to know, you've got five films in total, so you've got three more. I need a clear path where we're going. Yeah. Because if, if it's still muddled in Avatar 3, you're going to lose me. I think that's fair. That's actually really... That's a, fair play, yeah. That's a pretty yeah. good breakdown <laughs> because there's some points there I didn't actually think about, which I now do agree with. Um, that'll be the third stage of a saga. Yeah. And as you say, by the end of it, there needs to be a clear path of where we are going yeah. um, with these five movies. Um, the, story, as, the story, especially, obviously, that, that's one thing of the story we need, is it, it's where we're going and where it's heading. But the story needs to not, not be a self-contained, another stepping stone. It was a self-contained story, really. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was about his family on the run with the villain Quaritch with a personal vendetta. Yeah. Quite contained for the story of Pandora Avatar. Yeah. But I think it I think it works brilliantly as a as a second movie. If it's the same as a number if a three is the same, then I agree, yeah. That yeah. that's not what we're looking for in a third stage. So I agree with all that. Uh, I agree with you, eight point five out of ten. Yeah. I think my favourite scene, this is a bit um pansy. Is that a bit pansy. Um I'm gonna go for a scenic. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, the moment, probably the best I've seen visually in cinemas was the scene where he was having the moment with that Tolkien. Yeah. And he was, they were touching, they sort of had their, when they were coming out the water and he goes, go faster. And then he kept coming out the water and he was doing flips. And like you said, Con, that's not real. Yeah. But it, I can't believe what I was watching. The technology is unbelievable. I just could not believe it. The, the the sort of blow, the wow doing its blowing whole thing and going through the water the the movement it was just sensational and then they do the big one uh, yeah. oh I just that, that was a moment I looked at Jade and was like I can't believe what we've just watched yeah he's now uh, so I'll go for that being that final fight scene is fucking brilliant oh it's good uh, anyway any more points you want to say on we did we went into detail there was a story anything you want to say about the movie before we finish no I think that's it I'll just say to people if you're listening. Go watch it in 3D if you can. Go and watch it in 3D because you'll have a whole, you'll have a better experience. Yeah, uh, I think that's very important to touch on. We always say, we end our reviews with, is it a recommended watch from the weekly cut? That's an absolute fucking certainty. Yeah, but we also have a caveat: if you can, obviously it can be expensive, especially in times at the minute. Yeah, if you can afford to go IMAX 3D, we think we suggest it because we both regret it. Yeah, 
Now we've got to go and pay again. Yeah. Um, six hours James Cameron's going to have of us. Yeah. Brilliant. Well done, James. Um, anyway, that's us for um, Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, and now it's time for a bit of screens. What's on them? Tell me! I will tell you. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched much. I've not got much, but you go, son. I watched something today. Let me just get the title. You watched correct. something? <laughs> <laughs> so on Netflix, uh, it's a documentary called Volcano Rescue from Fakari. So Sounds up my street. Love a bit of it. It's yeah. about um, the volcano that erupted in New Zealand maybe three years ago. Right. And there was tours. Yeah. There's like tours on there. So there's a cruise ship, the Ovation of the Seas. They had a tour there. So there's about 40 or something people in there. And it erupted whilst I was on there. And it was all about a rescue mission and stuff like that, getting them off. And sadly, 22 people died. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't. I, I wasn't actually sure I was going to ask you. Did people die? Yeah, 22 people died. Like family members just wiped out. Of, of what? Like lava? What? No, so this one's like a steam. Oh, because I remember seeing the videos from the cruise ship, I think, or yeah. coming at the water. So what? how did it kill them? You know? So it was so hot because oh. it was just steam. It was, yeah. it was 200 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit. It was just ridiculous. Bloody hell. And like, the survivors were saying like skin, grass, skin was just hanging off of them. That was just cooked. Yeah. I was like, one bloke is a helicopter. I wouldn't even thought to do this, but this is fight or flight. He saw this, he saw it erupt, and he thought, I've got shit, I've got to do something. So he jumped in the water, took a big breath, jumped in, and just held his breath and just waited until he saw the light, and then come back up. Oh, my And he just, no, not a scratch on him. Jesus. Like, what, so wait for it all to rise, and then? Yeah, and then he, he went up. He held his breath for, must have been about two, three minutes. What, so he abandoned his helicopter? Yeah, that was gone. That was, that was done, mate. Cooked. Cool. I would have just panicked. Yeah. Oh. Good, good. It's a good thing. It's okay. sad, but yeah, it's good. I think I'll watch that. I'll yeah. enjoy stuff like that. Uh, anything else for you? No, that's it. World Cup, obviously. I was about, I, that's all I've got down. Yeah. The World Cup, it was very like highly viewed. Argentina, France, and how good was it gone? Oh, it was an instant classic. It was a classic. Oh. And Lionel Pessi. Pessi wins. <laughs> no, Messi has got his uh, World Cup at last. And for us, Con, is the GOAT debate Done. Done. Finish. He is the king of football. 100%. Sorry, Ronaldo. We like you as well, mate, but Messi is the GOAT. Yeah. Done. Finished. Uh, okay, I think it's time now for a bit of Box of Scraps. Box of Scraps! Nice. Okay. What, what, what's the time here? How are we doing? Uh, hour 20. Oh, shit. Yeah, we are fine. <laughs> it's probably our longest one since we... I think it is, Okay, yeah. fair enough. Right. I've got three scraps. I'll roll, I'm roll them out right to you now. Mamma Mia in the works, three. Okay. Did you like Mamma Mia? No way. <laughs> I don't care. Don't bring it to me. Okay, fair enough. I'll move on. Uh, Norman Reedus, uh, known for Daryl in The Walking Dead, joins John Wick spin-off um, movie, I think it is. Not series. I don't know whether it's series there. Joins John Off... John Off! <laughs> John, John Off Rice. Uh, <laughs> he joins John Wick uh, spin-off movie alongside Anna de Armas. Wow. And yeah. uh, John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves. Mm. Uh, love Norman Reedus. Brilliant actor. Uh, and lastly, Invincible. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely coming in 2023. That just oh. dropped about a couple of hours ago, confirmed. Uh, and an update is coming in January. Excellent news. Okay. Um, so I reckon it'll be a first look and a confirm of the release date. Yeah. Uh, that's my scraps. One scrap for me. Um, on the Twitter as well, so go check it out at yep. Weekly Cut. Hans Zimmer has confirmed that the best score he has ever written is Interstellar. And what's your favourite movie of all time, Connor? Always got to be in the cinema. <laughs> so that is music to my ears. You're happy with that one. Yeah, very happy. In fairness, uh, Connor, Connor's definitely the sort of made me realise how good scores are. That's never been one thing I've looked at as a, even as a massive movie fan that I am. Um, and Connor made me go and watch Hans Zimmer. Uh, mm. And he is 
absolutely brilliant. Oh. And Interstellar itself, I do think that score is just outstanding. Sensational. So I, I have no gripes with him yeah. saying that. Well, he wrote them anyway, so I guess He's, he can say. <laughs> so he wants to suppose. Uh, but that does us for scraps. And that does us for the finale episode of the year 2022. Yeah. It was a big one, some ups, some Henry Cavill downs. Yeah. Uh, but 2023, we've said it before, we're going to do an episode uh, when we come back next year in January. Uh, I think it'll be the second week of January. We'll confirm you on the Twitter at the times we come back, but it usually is going to be about the second week of January is our first episode of the year. It'll be a look ahead at 2023. And guys, it is massive from TV and film it is sensational. We start away. We start straight off with the Last of Us, Pedro Pascal, yeah. Mandalorian, John Wick. It all kicks off. It all kicks off. Even the big blockbuster start starts early. Ant Man three, Kang Conqueror, oh, yeah. February. Yeah, it's we'll we'll cover everything. Don't you worry. But as of now, that's us. We hope you have a great Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all. And Happy holidays. A fantastic New Year. Yeah. And for the last time of the year, Connor's going to send us off with his famous catchphrase. <laughs> and I'll just say thank you for listening and we'll see you next year. And thanks for having us in your ears. <laughs>